Hello and welcome to Change Your Latitude. I'm your host, Pascal, and in this podcast, I'll be coaching you to unroot your old ways of thinking, ground into your truth, and consciously design your own authentic path. You'll also hear inspiring and thought-provoking stories from people that chose to live on their own terms. Each episode will help you to create more freedom in your life and business, not less, lean into ease and flow, not get stuck in hustle mode, grow into the person you were meant to be, and do so while enjoying life, not letting it pass you by. I believe you don't have to be anyone else to succeed and create the freedom that you deserve. So let's change your latitude. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Change Your Latitude podcast. In today's episode, I am chatting with Melissa Donovan. She's a holistic life coach. She's also a copywriter and she has a vegan food blog. So we definitely chat about all of her passions and how she's able to find balance and harmony within all of that. We also chat about intuition, purpose, finding alignment, a lot of great advice that she's sharing in this episode and I want to acknowledge Melissa's honesty and vulnerability when she shares a very difficult time in her life and how that led her to finding her path and aligning with her purpose and really following her heart's desires and something we chatted uh, together after the interview is the fact that sometimes the things that you're hiding from people and the things that you're a little too vulnerable to share sometimes are the things that people need to hear from you and see from you. And I know that her story is definitely going to impact one of you. I know that because it's a very important message that she shares and sometimes it's difficult to get to that vulnerable state and share the difficult parts of her life, but just think that it always can change someone else's life. And it's an important message that I've shared before in another episode because I think that once we really shift to really serving the people that we're here to help, it becomes way easier to share those moments and those are the things that people need to hear from you. But you'll get so much more into this episode, into this interview with Melissa. So without further ado, let's jump right into the interview. So welcome, Melissa. Really happy that you're here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah. So you're a holistic life coach. You're a healer. You're a copywriter. You also have a vegan food blog. Um, I really love how multi-passionate you are. And that's really something I want, like I really can relate to. And I know that we can often feel the pressure of choosing only one thing. So I really want to go back to this a little later today um, and hear more about how all this comes together in your life. But for now, I would love for you to talk about you and introduce yourself and let us know how you got started to becoming an entrepreneur. Sounds perfect. So yeah, that about sums up what I do, a little bit of everything I'm passionate about, but Um, how I got here was just over a year ago, I finished my master's in speech language pathology. Um, I really knew I wanted to do something where I was helping people directly. So um, speech therapy in grad school, I got a lot of experience helping people one-on-one in group settings. I worked with every age range from kids with autism to geriatrics and hospital setting. Um, 
and that was just my path. I thought that's what my life was going to be. Um, it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. I was just doing what I thought I was supposed to do. And actually, then my first semester in grad school over winter break, I took a trip to Colorado with my boyfriend, went skiing for the first time in my life, and on my 22nd birthday was in a really bad skiing accident. I broke my pelvis, my rib, my thumb, had to have surgery on my hand. It was just the most immense physical pain I had ever experienced. And wow. yeah, on top, wow. yeah, on top of the physical pain, though, just mentally, emotionally, spiritually, I was on empty. I had to deal with a lot of what I now can put a name to, which is spiritual bypassing, where a lot of people were telling me, at least it wasn't worse, at least you're alive like, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. And when I was going through that, that was just the last thing I wanted to hear. Because in my own mind, I didn't want to be there at all, as sad as that is to say now. And of course, I'm fortunate to say that isn't absolutely not the case anymore. But at the time, what I really needed was just understanding and support with what I was going through. And I just never felt like I was getting that. So fast forward a little bit to my second semester of grad school starting, I did not want to go back um, between not being able to walk for a month, having to walk with crutches, having the cast on my arm. I just felt like a mess physically, emotionally. And so I did end up sticking it out. I finished my degree, but I ended up taking the rest of those two years to really dive into personal development. Um, I wanted to transform that purposelessness, that hopelessness I was feeling, and just I felt that there had to be something more. I just knew that that, that couldn't be my life. I, I knew I wasn't meant to feel miserable every day. Um, so between just reading personal development books, attending events and lectures and doing a lot of research, I just really found out more about what I was passionate about. As soon as I graduated, I joined a group coaching program. I didn't even know what I was going to do, but I just knew I wanted to work for myself. I still wanted to help people, but in a way that felt good to me and felt authentic to me. So I started with copywriting. It was a skill I've always had. It's been an awesome experience to learn about starting a business, getting organized. And then a few months in, I kind of hit that wall again where I felt like I was doing something I was good at, but didn't necessarily feel the passion behind it. So I found a year-long holistic life coaching and healing certification program that I'm almost halfway through, which is kind of surreal to say, but joining was truly one of the best decisions I've ever made. And I feel like it complements the work I'm doing with my clients really well, because not only am I learning about how I can support my passions and heal spiritually and emotionally but I can support my clients doing the same and it is just so 
fulfilling to finally feel like I've found that balance of being able to do what I enjoy and help people and just coming to that place where I don't have to choose, which is what I've always wanted. It's what I've always been after. So it's, yeah, it's kind of interesting to look back on how much changed in the last year, two years, but I would say it all worked out for the best. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, there's, there's a lot of interesting uh, things in there. Um, for people that don't know what spiritual bypassing is, can you let us know a bit more about the difference between that and really committing to, to, to your spiritual health? Yeah, of course. So uh, a phrase I would also include to define spiritual bypassing is toxic positivity. So we hear phrases like good vibes only or every little thing is going to be all right. Mm -hmm. And when you're, when you're going through that dark night of the soul where you just, you feel completely hopeless, you're going through some of the worst times of your life and you hear something like good vibes only, it, it just makes you feel like, well, of course I wish I felt those good <laughs> vibes, but something must be wrong with me. It just, it just kind of compounds your suffering. And so bypassing essentially is not giving yourself the time and space to properly feel your feelings to allow yourself to experience those lows without judgment and yeah when we have outside support when we have that support for ourselves and we truly are invested in our own healing we just feel we feel harmonious um, rather than like we like we need to suppress those bad feelings almost because of course there's no such thing as good feelings and bad feelings. They're all part of the human journey. We all experience highs and lows. That's normal. So just giving ourselves permission to feel everything is the most important thing, I would say. Definitely. I think it's easy to try to go to the end lesson without doing the inner work and, and all the work that comes with, you know, healing. Um, so thank you for clarifying that because I think it's a very important point here. And going back to your story, it made me think about, you know, how many people are really holding back from really embracing their true self and really living in, in alignment with that and living on their own terms. And I think a lot of people put a lot of energy into more avoiding what they don't want instead of really moving in the direction of what they really truly do desire. Um, mm -hmm. So I was curious to know what has helped you move towards something you really wanted Yeah, and I love that distinction there about avoiding what you don't want versus pursuing what you do want, because I feel like when I was in those early stages of that dark night of the soul period, I it's like I knew I didn't want to pursue speech pathology, um, but I was so hyper-focused on that that it made my experience in grad school um, much more miserable than it probably should have been because I was just so focused on I don't want to do this I don't want to do this what else am I going to do what am I going to do with myself when I graduate and that just caused so much unnecessary stress and suffering so when we do shift 
to instead all of the possibilities that are before us. It's just, it's not only such a relief mentally to not have to go through that stress, but that is when we find that alignment. So I really couldn't say one exact thing that shipped for me, um, but I think it's kind of a combination of things. So just starting habits that genuinely feel good to you without pressure. Um, so for me, like reading every day, journaling every day, I got a lot of clarity about who I am, just journaled about things I've been through that I had never really taken the time to process and just really got to know myself and, and do more things that I enjoyed. Like um, when I was 10 years old, I took art lessons. I was really into painting. And during these last few years, I picked it up again after so many years kind of neglecting it. And now it's like re-realizing how big of a passion that is for me. And just giving yourself that permission to do the things you enjoy and not necessarily knowing where they'll lead or or why you're passionate about it, but mm -hmm. following those callings on your heart without an agenda. Um, and everything you love doesn't have to turn into a business. They can all be parts of your business. They can all be hobbies. But I think just really keeping joy as a priority is one of the biggest things, as well as surrounding yourself with people who share similar values. Um, I would not be here where I am today if I didn't connect with like-minded people who value their freedom and their passions and serving others in a way that feels good to them. And seeing others do the same is really what gave me permission to do that. So I like to think that now I could create that same ripple effect for people I connect with. So yeah, just following joy is mm -hmm. the biggest thing and connecting with others who value that as well. I could not agree more. And I think it's a, you know, it's a huge journey to rediscover yourself and to be curious without judgment and to kind of follow where it leads you without necessarily having in mind that the next hobby you're going to pick up or the next thing you're going to discover about yourself becomes the business or becomes the thing, you know, but that you can really follow, like you said, the joy and the excitement and just the fun um, is always going to lead you to whatever feeds your soul in some way. Um, so thank you for that, that advice. Yeah, I think it's very course. important uh, for people to, to understand as well. Um, so now you're a holistic life coach and for the listeners that might not really know what that is, can you tell me, just tell us a bit more about what you do with your clients on a day-to-day? -day? Yeah, so holistic to me and what I learned in my program is essentially living in harmony physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and just feeling as aligned as you possibly can in your life. So What I work with my clients with is very dependent on their goals, their needs, and what feels aligned to them. Um, but essentially, some of the things that um, my work has in common are helping them heal emotional imbalances. So 
we've all been through things. We've all been through the lows. I shared a bit of my story. I'm sure everyone listening can think of a time where they felt hopeless or they felt stuck. Um, So helping them really, just holding that space for them to process those events and emotions and connect with their inner voice and intuition, essentially, because when we're connected with our soulful state, essentially, it's our most valuable resource. And I believe that our intuition will never lead us wrong. If we feel that something is no longer aligned for us, then I think it's our duty to honor that and keep moving forward. Because when we do pursue what feels in alignment for us, that's when we truly are able to share our gifts with those who need them. Um, and yeah, the the program I'm in is broken up into three courses. So the these current four months that I'm in are focusing on life purpose. So that's been something really cool to help some clients with is just getting clear on what they feel their purpose is. And of course, as a coach and healer, it's not my job to tell people what their purpose is. I I don't read a crystal ball. It's really, as I said, allowing them to develop that relationship with their intuition and their inner wisdom so they can live a life that truly feels good to them. And having created that for myself and now helping others do the same is just so fulfilling because I think when all of us are living in alignment and living our purposes, that just makes the world such a better place. I agree. <laughs> Absolutely. And and so you're guiding them on their journey pretty much. I think it's important a distinction to make for for people that are looking to, you know, be guided and supported with a coach that you're there to guide them on their journey of rediscovering their purpose and aligning with it. Uh, which is such a beautiful thing. And something you mentioned was harmony. Um, so what are some ways that we can find more harmony in our life and in our business? I love that question because harmony has been such a standout word for me lately. Mm. Um, so I think one of the big things, as I mentioned, in terms of living holistically was feeling good physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. So I think just having practices in each of those categories and of course they can overlap that again feel genuinely good and genuinely joyful so um I know there's books like the 5 a.m club that tell you like do physical activity for 20 minutes when you wake up then 20 minutes of journaling 20 minutes of reading and I think that we all should just do what feels best for us so if If riding a bike is your favorite physical activity, do more of that. If doing yoga is your favorite physical activity, do more of that. Um, So just finding things that are fulfilling in all of the categories, I think, will just provide more of that harmony. And as a holistic life coach and healer, I primarily work with clients in the emotional and spiritual categories, which... I do think are pretty foundational in having that harmony in those other areas, because if we're feeling low emotionally, we we won't have that drive or motivation to even do the things that bring us joy to get up and do those physical activities. Um, So the spiritual practices of connecting with our inner wisdom, 
um, through different healing modalities, guided meditations, intuitive processes are just really fun to help them find their own version of harmony. Yeah, it's such a such a great point about about the importance of your work in that journey, because I think it's going to be easier for people to find that harmony once they learn to trust themselves and to kind of trust their intuition and kind of follow it and without judgment and seeing, like you said, maybe it's not, you know, going for a jog at 5am, but it's, if you like picking up a bike, then, then do that. And Mm -hmm. the more that you listen to that, the more that you trust that without judgment and you just do it and you follow the the joy, like you were saying a bit earlier, the easier it's going to be to, to find that harmony, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you're also a copywriter. Um, and I know you chose a very specific niche for blog articles, which is wellness brands and vegan companies. And I know a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with picking a specific person to target, so niche. Um, how did you go about choosing that niche? Yeah. So one of my motivations for even starting my business was my food blog. So I self-taught myself blogging. I YouTubed, Googled, took little courses here and there and set up a blog because I've personally been vegan for a little over four and a half years now. And I think there's a lot of misconception around being vegan. There's, of course, with any groups, the extremists or those that tend to push their views on others in a way that doesn't feel good. And I truly believe that part of my purpose here is to show others that eating more plant-based, not necessarily forcing them to convert to fully vegan, but eating more plant-based can truly be not only delicious, but of course, healthier, better for our planet. And I just want to convey that in a creative way. So through my love of writing, through my love of food photography, I started my blog. And of course, I you hear probably pretty commonly that starting a blog is not easy. It's not easy to monetize. Most people don't make it. Um, and if anyone's listening who wants to start a blog, I would just say to that, don't let people who haven't done it convince you that you can't because yeah. there are there are people out there who make a full-time income blogging there are people out there who supplement their income with part-time blogging and if it's something you're truly passionate about first of all I say go for it um, but back to your initial question um, yeah to supplement my income I got into copywriting for working with like-minded brands and business owners who share that mission of making the world a healthier and happier place, basically. Um, And of course, my niche has expanded as my business has grown. I started working with companies like that. I've also worked with spiritual entrepreneurs, life coaches who also share that side of my passions in terms of living in alignment and building a business that feels good for you. So It's just been kind of fun to see um, how the niche you initially pick might not be where you stick. And there's not necessarily anything wrong with that. Again, I think 
going back to the takeaway message, which is just to continually check in with your intuition, see what feels good, and just know that you're not stuck if something that felt good in the past no longer feels good. Just being able to give yourself that permission to shift if and when you feel called to. Definitely. Just have to make a decision at some point and follow your gut and uh, and kind of be specific, uh, especially at the beginning. Like you said, you started with that niche and eventually, you know, you followed your intuition. It led you somewhere else and you, you were able to expand that niche. But it's important to start with something quite specific at the beginning and trust yourself that you're choosing the right thing. I mean, there's a lot of different strategies to go about that. But basically, what's the most important is that you actually want to be spending time with that kind of people because you're going to be working with them. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love the point that you made about blogging because I, I know a lot of people are afraid of starting a blog or a YouTube channel in 2020 because it seems like everything's been done and is it going to work? Um, but I think the only thing that cannot work is when you don't follow your own desires and your own intuition and you kind of apply whatever strategy you see out there that's not really in alignment with your nature and with who you are. So when you really stick to who you truly are and you respect your values and your vision and you stick to it and you trust it, eventually it is going to work out. It it can only work. But I think when people are following strategies that are not really aligned to who they are, that's where they get lost and that's where it just doesn't work. Yes, exactly. And I truly believe that the desires on our heart and the passions we have are there for a reason, which is so beautiful because we all share, we do share commonalities as humans. We all want love. We all want connections. But the way that we fulfill those longings for love and connection are so different. So One person can be a copywriter and truly love it. Another can be a doctor and truly love it. And just the way that we fulfill our purpose is different, which is just so cool. I agree. And I know you are a multi-passionate, so I I am the same. And I know that maybe for the listeners, it's going to sound a bit strange because I'm really about essentialism and, and really simplifying things and focusing on what truly matters. But for me... That doesn't really mean that you cannot consciously choose a few different passions. So I would love to hear more about how you make this all work for you. So the copywriting, the blog, the holistic life coaching, all your different passions, how do you make it work for you? I love this question because the answer is probably quite surprising, but I'm very in tune with cycle syncing. So if anyone listening doesn't know what that is, I carefully track my monthly cycle because my energy and my availability to show up is very much determined by where I'm at in my cycle. So the first two weeks of my cycle, I feel very high energy, very social, very ready to have those long haul days and get work done. Um, So this is when I'll primarily prioritize serving my community, doing um, maybe longer, more in-depth copywriting projects or guest appearances like this podcast interview. And then the latter half of the month, um, I pretty much go inward and focus on my creativity. So this is where I'll start 
thinking about recipe development or maybe binge watching food photography tips on YouTube and just practicing on camera. So just really going with the flow of how I'm biologically designed rather than forcing myself to comply with a typical five day a week, 40 hour work week. Um, and just really allowing myself to be more productive when I can and allow myself to rest more when I need to. I love that. I'm so passionate about that topic. Um, I do the same actually, and it changed so much for me. Um, and I think I get back to that topic at every interview or every podcast episode, because I really want to people to hear that and to kind of trust their, their cycles or maybe sync it with a lunar cycle as well. There's so much power that you can find within yourself when you allow yourself to just go with the flow pretty much and, and really trust your energy level and your creative flow as well. And I think that's the main reason why, well, it's not the main reason. It's one of the many reasons why the nine to five didn't work out for me is that I could not really believe that we needed to be the exact same person every day with the same level of productivity and creativity. Um, and becoming an entrepreneur really allowed me to kind of follow that to see, well, you know what, this week in the month is a really creative time for me. So might as well just do anything that's more with introspection or writing articles or creating content, batching content, really diving into my intuition and kind of journaling a lot. And then other weeks, I know I'm going to be very productive. And so I just, I really follow that. And I even block out some days in the month where I know that I'm not going to be the most sociable person. Um, and you have to trust that as well. So I love that you're bringing that point because it's just, it's so important. And it also allows you to see how many things you can get done in the sense, yes, of productivity in your business and efficiency, but also different passions as well, being really creative and focus other times in the month on other activities. So thank you for bringing that point. I think it's really important for people to, to hear that. Yeah, of course. And I think that's so funny that you said it has gotten brought up in several podcasts before. And it truly is so important. Like when I learned about it, I was like, why weren't, why weren't we taught this I in know. school? Like mm -hmm. as women and even as men to understand that we don't operate the same way as them. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just about embracing what works for us, which is definitely um, a big motivator for pursuing entrepreneurship for me as well. Definitely. And even not talking about this cycle, I mean, it's it's an interesting journey to just follow your own way of living, even for men or for anyone to kind of trust that you have a different productive schedule. You know, maybe you're not productive between nine and five, but you're more of a night owl or a morning person and to trust that and to kind of create your schedule around that. So I think that's a really good point that you're bringing. Thank you. Yeah. So if people want to learn more about you, where they can find you? Sure. So my Instagram handle is at by Melissa Donovan. My website is also by Melissa at the very bottom of my homepage. They can sign up 
for my monthly newsletters. I send straight from the heart. Um, if you liked our conversation today, you'll love the monthly newsletters. It's never spammy. We're just always having genuine connecting conversations about our well-being and how we can really find more of that harmony in our lives. So um, it opens a lot of good conversations. And yeah, I would love to engage in those conversations with your listeners. I also have my food blog, which is myplantbasedfriend.com also on Instagram at my plant based friend as well as Pinterest. So if you're interested in the learning more about plant based eating and seeing how delicious it can be seeing some of my food photography, you can find me there as well. I love that. Thank you so much. I'm going to leave all the links in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here today. Uh, it was a very, very nice conversation. Um, and I'm super excited that you were here. So thank you for so much. Yeah, this was fun. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and this interview with Melissa Donovan. I will leave all her links in the show notes. I know that it's going to be very valuable for a lot of you. And I was excited to share that chat with you today. If you have any questions for Melissa or for me, feel free to reach out to us. And thank you so much again for listening. 